to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, March 28th. A nine-year-old boy was injured in a crash Saturday on Route P. 33-year-old Brandon Snook was driving a 2008 Ford Edge when he was allegedly distracted, and that caused a vehicle to cross the center of the roadway, travel off the left side of the road, and then hit three trees. A nine-year-old boy sustained moderate injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two men drowned Thursday in Wright County after their car went into the water. A vehicle entered into water that was over the roadway at Highway M and Parks Creek. It was swept downstream by the current. Four people in the vehicle were found and rescued without injuries, but two others, 19-year-old Alexander Roman Ranelli and 20-year-old Devin Holt, were both found deceased. Recently, volunteers completed a neighborhood cleanup on Hopkins Circle in Camdenton. Flyers were hand-delivered daily to each home on Hopkins Circle. Volunteers knocked on doors and talked directly with the residents, encouraging them to participate in the cleanup. Volunteers cleaned up everything from old tires to scrap metal, and organizer Bob Robinson called the cleanup an overwhelming success. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. We've got the last spring training game of the year for the Royals today in Arizona. They take on the Rangers. Then they break camp. They'll be back in Kansas City for game one of the regular season on Thursday against the Twins. Cardinals, they're already done with spring training. They broke camp in Florida. They will open the new season Thursday as well at home against the Blue Jays. That is opening day for the Cardinals this Thursday. High school baseball today. We've got uh, some action. 5-0 Camdenton is at Skyline. 0-1 Osage taking on 1-2 Versailles. 0-4 Eldon against California today. Busy day for high school baseball. College baseball, number Number 22-ranked Mizzou on the road to play Illinois today. The Tigers are 17-6. MSU Bears, 500 on the season, 11-11. They are at home against Oral Roberts today. The Mizzou softball team and the MSU ladies have a couple of days off. Uh, as for college basketball, Final Four is set for Saturday. Florida Atlantic will take on San Diego State in one national semi. UConn and Miami will play in the other. 
Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the Classic Game of the Week. That's every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32, and you get one of the best high school basketball games featuring local teams from uh, over the years on Lake TV. That's tonight, 8.32 on Lake TV, the Classic Game of the Week. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio needs business content, and we make broadcast time affordable. Instead of merely advertising, create an hour or half hour weekly radio show to inform potential customers about your products and services. Then post the podcast to your social media page to make it work for you. We are non-commercial, so no direct selling is allowed. But use your time to educate and inform. For a small extra cost, you can be an underwriter and have your messaging play all week long. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key Your chance to get involved in community radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. 
Well, we are right back here on this Tuesday morning, the 28th day of March. Come on in, brother. Come on in. That's why we send the uh, the dog out to get you, just in case. <laughs> in case I'm busy. <laughs> he, he brings you in. If you wouldn't mind, uh, give that door a, a close right there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. We are off to uh, another wet start here at the Lake of the Ozarks, and I guess uh, hopefully this is kind of a good thing. We're going to get it all knocked out and get it out of the way early. Light rain and uh, a mix of sun and clouds by afternoon is what they're calling for. 51 is the expected high. Clear and uh, 33 for tonight. We'll jump back up to uh, 61 tomorrow with plenty of sunshine, partly cloudy and 66 on Thursday. And then we've got to keep an eye on what's uh, coming up on Friday because we could see some showers, some thunderstorms, and maybe some severe weather move through the area. Talking about uh, not only the showers and thunderstorms, but uh, a little windy as well. We'll get a wind out of the south-southwest at around 20 miles per hour. And when that wind's coming at us out of the south-southwest with thunderstorms in the forecast, that's where we really need to pay attention to things. 71, the expected high on Friday for the final day of March. Sunny at 57 to get us started for the month of April. And then sunshine on Sunday and a high of 71 degrees. We're sitting at 41 degrees now in Osage Beach with some clouds, some light rain, just enough to be annoying. So uh, do drive with care and take your time. Lake level at 654.45, river level at 560.78, and a surface water temp of 47 degrees. Wanted to take the time before we uh, bring our guest in to uh, talk about Russia and Ukraine to mention that uh, the big C-A-Y or C-C-A-Y-E-C open house and fundraising event is going on this Thursday evening from 5 until 7 with a 6 o'clock presentation at the exchange venue in Camdenton. Appetizers at a cash bar will be provided. Hopefully, you've heard by now that plans are underway to bring back the Camden County Fairgrounds. They invite you to join them on Thursday, this Thursday, March the 30th, for the VIP event to learn more about the project and how it will grow our youth and agriculture opportunities for Camden County and neighboring communities. Again, that's going to be this Thursday evening, 5 until 7 at the Exchange Venue in Camdenton. And also, one other mention of what uh, we've got going on tomorrow, we are going to forego our normal programming and dedicate the two hours we call The Daily Show to Vietnam Veterans. Tomorrow is Vietnam Veterans Remembrance Day, and uh, it has been a true honor to be able to talk with some of these uh, men that served in Vietnam, and uh, certainly we will uh, bring a veteran in tomorrow who has uh, so graciously uh, said that he will talk about whatever it is we'd like to talk about, his experience in Vietnam, how it affected him after he returned home, and we'll have some other organizations represented. We'll uh, start with the Heroes Outreach Program. We'll also talk to our friends with the Healing Box Project and the Daughters of the American Revolution. And you're wondering why in the world would we talk about uh, the Daughters of the American Revolution on uh, Vietnam Veterans Remembrance Day? Well, they are the ones that spearheaded this whole thing. I was contacted by them uh, uh, back, I guess, end of January, beginning of February, met with them at one of their meetings, the Daughters of the American Revolution, Lynn Creek Branch. And i got to tell you, these are some very sharp ladies that uh, have a lot going on. 
and uh, patriotism and pride and liberty and freedom are all things that they uh, uh, really tout when they uh, talk about their meetings, and they do a lot to keep uh, not only the American Revolution, but things like the Vietnam War in the forefront so that people never forget, because our Vietnam veterans obviously did not receive the welcome uh, home that they so richly deserved, and uh, we hope to change all of that. But uh, tomorrow, again, we'll take some time to uh, talk to some local organizations that help out all veterans, but in particular, if you uh, know of a Vietnam veteran or you yourself are a Vietnam veteran and you could use some assistance, well, there are plenty of groups in and around the Lake area that would love to help out, including Heroes Outreach and the Healing Box Project. And, of course, we'll be talking, as I said, with the Lynn Creek branch of the Daughters of the American Revolution. And uh, we've got some uh, comments from some veterans that have participated in the Healing Box Project. And we'll uh, spend some time talking with a Vietnam veteran tomorrow as well. It's going to be a great show. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. And also, uh, in the 9 o'clock hour this morning, we will take the opportunity to get our weekly history lesson from uh, the true history professor, and that would be none other than Professor Jim Paisley. Sam Trapp is here, and it's been a long time since you and I have uh, sat in the same room behind a couple of microphones. It's great to see you. How have you been? I have been outstanding. How well, about you? I'm uh, I'm I'm just Jim Dandy. I could do without the rain. I know you had a uh, a tea time of eleven. I will not me. be golfing <laughs> today, and I haven't texted him yet. But I imagine they will wake up and say something similar yeah. to what I said, which was not as kind and pleasant as what you said about the light rain. It's a uh, too darn cold for golfing, I'll tell you that. I don't know, man. Around here, there's some serious diehards. Like fishing well, and golfing, there are people who will actually get out in this weather and not think twice. Uh, it, it, it adds more than like a sand trap or a... Uh, sand trap? A sand trap. The sand trap. The sand trap, the sand trap, sand trap. Yeah, that's what you ought to do for business. Yeah, that I only remember that a girl used to call me that when I served in the military. Sand She called me sand trap because wow. my name was Sam Trap. Uh, that might be a nice way to... Uh, Hey, there's a great marketing idea for, for the real estate business. <laughs> That's right. Sand trap real estate. Someone else tra- told me I should do, uh, do trap house uh, trap house um, productions or something like that. It was a pretty good idea, actually. Yeah. But a trap house is, uh, well, not yeah. something you'd really want to live in, <laughs> probably, no. but it's a heck of a marketing scheme. No, it's sure not. Uh, but we're glad to have you here this morning. And you reached out in talk to me about uh, maybe talking a little bit this morning about Russia and Ukraine. And I think that's a great idea because so often we get caught up in what the media has to tell us about what uh, they want us to think is going on. But then on occasion you run into somebody who's actually been there and has yeah. talked to people and interacted with some of these people. And, you know, you get a good working knowledge then of what's what's really going on. So, you actually have a visa that allows you to travel back and forth from the United States. Yeah, I, I just got a, uh, this year, in fact, is the first first year they've given it to me. Um, I suppose I should qualify what I say in the first place with my own history. Yes, sir. Um, my, my first real job in life was uh, uh, I'd gone to two years of college, ran out of money, and joined the Army. And I told them I wanted to be a, a 
a Russian inter- well they gave me the choice actually between mm-hmm. Arabic or Russian at this point I kind of wish I'd have taken Arabic <laughs> but because uh, uh, that part of the world is growing so dramatically and um, well, what what about the uh, the peace accord that uh, is being worked on between I, what, I believe it's what Saudi Arabia Saudi and Arabia Iran. and Iran yeah, yeah. I, well it's about time is is what I say and and but I don't. What I really don't want to happen is I have t- taken a little bit of a point of view recently of not saying what I believe on my own and what I know to be true, in fact. Mm. And I do watch a great deal of Russian television programming, and I watch a great deal of American political programming. You might remember that about me anyway. And I... It's pretty sad when they are so widely divergent. Now, they were when I was a kid, too. And when I was in the Army, I was a Russian interpreter for the Army. And I was so good at it, they, my Russian skills anyway, I'm not saying I was a great soldier. I was a pretty decent soldier. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But what I did was a uh, more of a suit and tie kind of thing. I was in Washington, D.C., and I escorted Russians here and we inspected their nuclear weapons there and got rid of their uh, rockets of, of intermediate, they call them rockets, so I call them rockets, but, but their intermediate range nuclear missiles. Mm-hmm. So the INF Treaty, START 1 and 2 Nuclear Threshold Test Ban Treaty was where I was one of the experts on the Nuclear Threshold Test Ban Treaty. And uh, so I pay attention to these things and I listen to both sides. And we just flat out are not getting the truth here, period. Right. And, uh, you know, you you can call me a Putin apologist for it, but I don't really think he's the answer either. You, you know what I mean? And so I don't want to apologize for my view. My view is what I believe to be the correct view. Mm-hmm. And the the biggest thing is for me. Um, there are just a few points I wanted to get out that everybody seems to miss, but I have seen it coming out more and more in the United States. I, I'd like to tell you a few global points and then tell you what I believe is going to happen next. And in fact, it's already happening. And they're talking about it in Russia all the time. Mm-hmm. This meeting between Xi Jinping and uh, Putin that went on for three days is unheard of and uh and and that is i mean think about that when is the last time a leader came to the united states stayed for three days and had close very close conversations for six hours a day you know and their teams met constantly there's something big on the horizon and it's not positive (laughs) for us you know uh that's one point the the second point is And whether you believe this or not, uh, Putin didn't start a war. Putin's ending a war. And and it will end. And it's going to end, you know, when it ends. Nobody nobody knows that. But this war has been going on since 2014. And it's been going on with U.S. backing in the shadows, Mm -hmm. with NATO backing in the shadows. NATO's not supposed to be in Ukraine, never going to be in Ukraine according to the uh, Minsk Accords, which basically everyone has admitted were, well, we didn't mean that. 
we signed it, but we signed it to shut Russia up because Putin wouldn't shut up. So we signed it, but we had no intention to do it. Zelensky's very public about this Minsk Accords. I only signed that because I had to. Well, <laughs> it's still a, a, a treaty. You know, you sign that in the Minsk Accords where no NATO, no weapons, no nothing in Ukraine. You're not coming to my doorstep. I'm not saying Putin's right. I'm not saying it at all. But there are some things that, that I don't say justify it. It's not. How do you justify war? I mean, America's done it repeatedly, you know, justified war. So, you know, and we don't. We do question that. I mean, you were just talking about Vietnam and some of the things, you know, that went on there that. That was a nightmare, and, and, you know, never probably we never should have gotten involved. But you can't take the people who participated, like tomorrow's the honoring of these people. Day. They were just doing their national duty. Well, if you extrapolate that and look the other direction, Russians are extremely patriotic, just like we are. I just spent uh, several weeks over there. And uh, I spoke with a lot of people, and uh, my Russian is better than it ever has been. Right. It's, uh, I'm having a great time, you know, and, and it's a beautiful country with beautiful people. And uh, one of the things that I always say is, how in the world do you take, uh, for example, take out the word Russian and insert the word African-American or worse, Jewish, insert insert Jewish instead of Russian. Mm -hmm. We have canceled an entire culture because we don't like Vladimir Putin. They don't dislike Vladimir Putin. They don't love Vladimir Putin. They don't have a choice. Vladimir Putin, eh, <laughs> arguably. And, uh, uh, and, and I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm not saying that. But at this point, they think he's got their country's best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything that we've tried hasn't worked. Russians think very long term. They still very much remember Europe as it was. And they're, they're, I, I, this is not going to end well. And another, I, I tend to get distracted. I'm really sorry. Or to ramble a bit. I'm really sorry about that. Because uh, the, the first point I wanted to say was Putin is ending this war and it will end at some point and by the way it's going to end with russia at the donetsk river which i said a year and a half ago you know that's their goal point number two is it should have ended last april and would have ended last april they already had Zelensky and the territory 80 percent covered of the donbass which is 80 to 90 percent russian ethnicity and language and culture all the way to the Dnepr, they already had that. And Zelensky would have been forced to do something and compromise had not the U.S. stepped in and said, this is what we're doing. There's no dispute over this. I, will, I mean, I'm not saying it's right, um, you know, it's, but it is. <laughs> this is how it is. And, and, and that's point number two. And point number three is the way this ends, and it's coming soon, and it's not going to end because of Russia giving up. It's not going to end because, oh, gee, Russia isn't prepared. It's not going to end because we're sending in uh, lep leopard tanks from, from Germany and Abrams tank series one from here. That's not why it's going to end. It's going to end because the U.S. 
is going to dump Zelensky, and it's already happening. And Zelensky has not put up the uh, counteroffensive that he says he's going to do. He hasn't done uh, any of those things. It's extremely corrupt over there. The reason that Ukraine is not in NATO is because of Zelensky and company and the history of that kind of corrupt government, which is the similar reason why they wouldn't let Russia in NATO when Russia asked 20 years ago, can we be in NATO? And they said no. And, and so there's, there's corruption. And, and the final point mm-hmm. of how this ends is Zelensky will be dumped, and he's going to be dumped, in my opinion, before our election hits high gear, which is going to start, you know, November, about a year out of our election, before it hits. I think it's going to hit sooner than that. I think it's going to hit August, September. There are going to be much more discussions. You're already seeing it in the newspapers over here. Finally, there was an ad, uh, an ad, a, a large article in the uh, uh, New York Post, I think it was, that uh, uh, I could have that paper wrong. I'm not positive on that. But it was a big expose of the people that are U.S. people going over. It'd be like me going over to Ukraine and saying, yeah, I'm a military expert because I, I did treaty negotiations at pretty high levels, by the way. Mm. I'm just as much as expert as a lot of these other people going over and claiming to be experts is the point, And they're not. They're not going over with full teams. They're going over to make money. They're going over and collecting funds from whoever will send them money. I met some Ukrainians in, in, in uh, and I go to the Russian bathhouses in Florida pretty frequently, and I, I love going where the Russian culture is and Russian food and all that stuff. And a bunch of Ukrainians are over there. I hired a couple of them to help me on house. You know they're getting free money from the U.S. government. When they come over, as soon as they cross, they get a work permit. I did immigration law for years. This is unheard of. This is not, Why aren't we giving it to Mexicans? They get a work permit, and they get free health insurance. And they get almost 3000 a month plus food stamps. And their sponsor, someone of them asked me if I'd be a sponsor, their sponsor also gets money. I completely disagree with this approach that the U.S. has taken. And now I'll let you respond and ask me some questions. Well, I was just going to say, first and foremost, where do the Bidens fall into all of this? Because it seems like the stage was being set long before we started hearing about what was going on between Ukraine and, and Russia. Definitely. And I think that, obviously, they knew that uh, Joe Biden was going to be president in the United States. Sure and did. so they started setting the table early, working with him, working with his son, and ensuring that when this all came about, that uh, the United States, I don't necessarily want to say it was in their back pocket, but pretty damn close. Oh, they're in their back pocket. Do you remember Burisma? Uh-huh. Okay, of well, uh, Hunter still owns a chunk of that. Mm-hmm. And it owns an extremely large chunk and of, so, of what's going on. And then when we get to that point, that's why there's so much deflection as far as the media in this investigation that's going on into Hunter, into Burisma, into Joe, Correct. where he played into all of it. We want to deflect as much of that away because then now exactly. it cuts into... The United States looking like the good guys, you know, hopping on a plane and flying over and, and saying, uh, we're here to save the day. We're riding in on our white horses yeah, to, to well, save the day. We'll give you tanks. But we're not saving the day. It's it, We're never. We how, how do I want to put this? The Russians are committed. And Europe is not. Mm. U.S. is. But Europe is not. And uh, Poland may be. 
and you might get well, some. You're reading my mind. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Poland may be Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia may be. They're all going. Oh, we don't have anything to do with Russia. They're all doing the same thing as as Ukraine. You know, in Kiev, the in Kiev last week, <laughs> this is hilarious. The Ukrainians had a, a an actual refer not a referendum, uh, a bill, I guess, before their government, and and that bill is ask, asking to change the date of Kiev being Ukrainian, which by the way just happened. Not not that long ago, Ukraine really didn't exist as a separate entity ever. You know, it's always been part of the Russian Empire, the Russian uh, oligarchs. Uh, well, oligarchs not the right word. Uh, the czars and all of those going back forever. Mm-hmm. Now, Kievskaya Rus is is Russian based. Now, it's also Ukrainian. It's all Slavic history, and the Russians are extremely upset that the Slavic history is being maligned in the way that it is and the partnerships are turning out to you know where brother is fighting brother basically because the ukrainians are quite similar they're extremely good people uh, they basically could you liken it to our our civil war i i could yeah and 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 we should not be involved period yeah. we just shouldn't be involved and we never should have gotten stuck in there it's going to end the way i say it is you can call me a prediction guy or whatever uh, you can also say I'm wrong, but you know that's you, that's my if I if I if I was ever consulted, uh, <laughs> I, here's what I would tell them. And and I got to tell you, I'm a political junkie now, political in English and in Russian. And I watch there, there's an excellent show. And as soon as I say it, people are going to say, "Oh, geez, what are you doing watching that?" It's uh, the guy's name is Vladimir Solovyov. And uh, he's been doing it for 100 years. He's an old Jewish uh, Soviet person. And there's quite a few Jewish people over there. And and he has a show, the format of which is just outstanding. I wish someone would do it here. And it's literally three hours a day, three days a week, not his radio show, on television. And he brings over... Uh, when it started a year ago is when I started watching him because I liked the format. He had two Ukrainian. One of them was still in the Zelensky government. And they would come. He's been sanctioned now by the U.S. and by Ukraine because he participates in this show. But I believe they tell the truth. And, and it's unscripted. It's, 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 they argue. It's, it's kind of like you and I are doing right now, but mm-hmm. they have a room full of five people and... and Solovyov will get up there and tell his thought of the day, like the one for... And Sunday is usually the big one. It's, it's one they bring in some real heavy hitters. Right. And, and it's extremely good show. And you get a lot of things that you never get told here. And whether they're true or not, you got to glean out just like you do here. I mean, you listen to the news here. And it's really sad that I'm saying that because I've been a true believer in the U.S. system since I was a kid. Right. And all that, and I feel these days, you know, I'm 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 in my fifties, and I feel these days that it's just, man, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what they told me when I was a kid. This isn't what I was fighting for in the military. This is not it. Anyway, I'll let you get a word in. Sorry well, about that. All I'm going to do is jump in and say we've got our bottom of the hour break, and we're going to come back and talk more with Sam Trapp. Your phone calls are welcome at 573-633-5395. 
great conversation and uh, a little bit more insight than we receive from our media. I wonder as we continue through our broadcast if something won't happen like the uh, Internet goes down. Just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that important. The the beautiful part is I'm nobody. Well, you never know. Somebody catches up with uh, what you're saying and saying, you know, I almost feel sometimes like we flipped the script, like what used to happen in the USSR is basically happening in a different form here. And you've got people talking about socialism and communism. And, well, if we put democratic in front of socialism, that'll make everybody feel better. We've got to jump in for our bottom of the hour break. We'll come back and talk some more with Sam. We can talk with you. We've got Professor Jim Paisley. What a great show this morning, folks. And I hope you uh, call your friends and neighbors and tell them to tune in to The Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, March 28th. A nine-year-old boy was injured in a crash Saturday on Route P. 33-year-old Brandon Snook was driving a 2008 Ford Edge when he was allegedly distracted, and that caused a vehicle to cross the center of the roadway, travel off the left side of the road, and then hit three trees. A nine-year-old boy sustained moderate injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two men drowned Thursday in Wright County after their car went into the water. A vehicle entered into water that was over the roadway at Highway M and Parks Creek. It was swept downstream by the current. Four people in the vehicle were found and rescued without injuries, but two others, 19-year-old Alexander Roman Ranelli and 20-year-old Devin Holt, were both found deceased. Recently, volunteers completed a neighborhood cleanup on Hopkins Circle in Camdenton. Flyers were hand-delivered daily to each home on Hopkins Circle. Volunteers knocked on doors and talked directly with the residents, encouraging them to participate in the cleanup. Volunteers cleaned up everything from old tires to scrap metal, and organizer Bob Robinson called the cleanup an overwhelming success. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com. Or call 573-378-8739. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. We've got the last spring training game of the year for the Royals today in Arizona. They take on the Rangers. Then they break camp. They'll be back in Kansas City for game one of the regular season on Thursday against the Twins. Cardinals, they're already done with spring training. They broke camp in Florida. They will open the new season Thursday as well at home against the Blue Jays. That is opening day for 
the Cardinals this Thursday. High school baseball today. We've got uh, some action. 5-0 and Camdenton is at Skyline. 0-1 Osage taking on 1-2 Versailles. 0-4 Eldon against California today. Busy day for high school baseball. College baseball, number 22 ranked Mizzou on the road to play Illinois today. The Tigers are 17-6. and MSU Bears, 500 on the season, 11-11. and They are at home against Oral Roberts today. The Mizzou softball team and the MSU ladies have a couple of days off. Uh, as for college basketball, Final Four is set for Saturday. Florida Atlantic will take on San Diego State in one national semi. UConn and Miami will play in the other. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the classic game of the week. That's every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32, and you get one of the best high school basketball games featuring local teams from uh, over the years on Lake TV. That's tonight, 8.32 on Lake TV, the classic game of the week. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. This is Bill Munhausen with another key opinion. In this case, it's our first ever guest opinion by Jim Brodigan, who submitted this for our Ozarks Voices program. Jim did such a nice job, I wanted him to exemplify what I'd like to hear from listeners. He recorded directly to his phone. A perfectionist might say he could use a pop filter to make a better recording, but it's very listenable. Just as importantly, he expresses good ideas. My mom came to America through Ellis Island, and things turned out just fine. Here's Jim. This country needs a new Ellis Island. Let's put it on the southern border in Texas. All immigrants seeking to work in America could come through there, be processed, and sent out with permission to work and pay taxes, all within a few hours. Did you know that the original Ellis Island immigrants were not given citizenship when they passed through Ellis Island? They were only given permission to work and sent off into the country in order to do so. Today's immigrants could be checked for criminal records, health problems, and ability to earn a living, and then be sent on their way with the possibility of U.S. citizenship at a later date. Haven't we all been aware of the lack of workers in stores, restaurants, and the trades? Business owners decry the lack of help, saying, no one wants to work anymore. Well, immigrants want to work, and they have the ability to develop skills needed to be productive citizens. Immigrant workers should be a win-win and a win, not only for the employer and the worker, but for the consumer who needs the goods and services that immigrants can't provide. Sure, there will be those that try to game the system. A new Ellis Island immigration scheme would need to include concerns for abuse of welfare programs, such as unemployment insurance, disability, and health care. We have plenty of U.S.-born citizens abusing the system already. We don't need more. Funneling immigrants through one legal porter on the border would free up our Border Patrol to go after the criminal element that smuggled dangerous goods such as fentanyl across the border. If they are crossing the border without passing through the new Ellis Island, they are probably up to no good and are obvious targets for enforcement by the Border Patrol. Employers need the workers. Consumers need the goods and services. The Border Patrol needs the opportunity to focus on serious criminals. And America needs a new Ellis Island. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. 
Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with Key Radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life, politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. In Christian circles, we refer to this as the Seven Mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. Right back here at 839, great conversation with Sam Trapp talking about Russia and Ukraine. And again, it's what uh, it's what they want us to know about here in these United States. And most people buy into it. We hear a soundbite and we base everything we think about someone or something or someplace on a soundbite. And I think uh, maybe people need to start kind of venturing out a little bit. And when we have Professor Paisley on, he always encourages people to look at what is going on outside of this country and to pay close attention to it because as we were talking off air <clears throat> we we mentioned the uh, the peace treaty between uh Saudi Arabia and Iran and how China has already effectively gone in and made friends with them and 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 and, and it adds to this whole the, this BRICS group and I don't know if people actually understand what the BRICS, uh, this BRICS organization is all about. You've got Brazil, Russia, India, China, and what's South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. And if they can get... They've already done it. It's not if they can get... If, so it's done. Yeah, it's done. And so what that will certainly mean to the uh, the future, as far as uh, the dollar being the gold standard... It uh, will not be. No. And not. it's coming a lot sooner. We always thought it'd be, you know, uh, China's had the goal of having that done by... Uh, their 100-year plan mm -hmm. and their 50-year plan, you know, in Soviet era, they always had the same thing. They had five-year plans, 50, same exact thing. Well, the Chinese system is modeled on the old Soviet system. And, uh, in fact, China and Russia have been a lot closer than we like to admit for a good long time. Just like us in Canada, we got a border that stretches the entire length of our continent. Well, think about this. Same thing in China and Russia. And how many years have it been since they've had a dispute? Hmm. Good more than a hundred. I mean, it's not like they're they're not against each other and never have been. You, you, I shouldn't say never, you know, but historically, it's been a long time. They have boundaries and they exactly. recognize and respect this. And boundaries. they're not patrolled, you know. It's not the Great Wall defending China. That's not it. And uh, so it's they're a lot closer than we like to admit. And uh, in this, they all feel that they're completely right. I also told you that that uh, uh, in our break, I think it was, that Vladimir Putin is never translated properly. Never is he translated properly. I think it's interesting to watch him. Let's take a phone call. Caller, I appreciate you joining us this morning. You are on The Daily Show. What's up? Well, good morning to you, KB, and to you, Sam. And, Sam, I really appreciate uh, your 
depth of experience on both sides of this situation. I've got a question for you. Uh, the connections between the Joe Biden and Hunter Biden to Ukraine are massive. And it has to have something to do with uh, Biden's decision to support Ukraine with all of our uh, money and materials that are pretty much uh, unaccounted for. So I wonder what uh, what you have seen in this and uh, how Hunter Biden's connection with what he did uh, is getting us involved in this messy situation. Well, um, I don't claim to be an expert on it, but I did read the book, The Laptop from Hell. If you haven't read that, you probably should. And uh, I uh, I think I gave a book report on that thing to J.R. one time. Remember that? I don't know. But uh, it was uh, uh, an interesting book, and Burisma is the key, and the money being pumped into Ukraine since their, oh... Uh, independence, if you want to call it that, but they've never been independent. As soon as Russia let them off the hook in what was it, 2001, they've been corrupt ever since. They've been trying, and, and you know, that's typical in those Eastern Bloc countries. Uh, and the U.S. is always getting involved in those things and picking one side. Um, well, I think that the Biden family is deeply invested in it. If you haven't watched the, the show put on by Oliver Stone called Ukraine on Fire, you can now get it in English on Apple TV. I, 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 I watched it in Russian a couple of times. It's great. And, um, and it gives probably a, a 20, eh, a 100-year history of the history of the Ukraine area. And if you watch it for nothing else other than that, um, Oliver Stone went over and interviewed the guy who was the head of the legal system, like our attorney general, it would be over here. And he was slated to be the next head of Ukraine. And that's the guy. And uh, he might not be the guy, but he's one of the guys that Biden went over and said, I'm holding this billion dollars unless you get rid of this guy because he was going to be the guy to uh, prosecute Hunter over there, mm -hmm. you know, for the for the Burisma activities. He goes, you don't get rid of this and the corruption scandal, then we're not giving you the billion dollars. That's when he was still vice president, if you remember that from the Laptop from Hell book. And uh, then um, the next person that Oliver Stone interviewed was Vladimir Putin. And a uh, very good interview of, on both sides, and he actually translated improperly. They showed a few of the things, like Megyn Kelly got to interview him one time. and So it, it was always a fight. And, uh, you know, he's very well-spoken, and if you translate him correctly, <laughs> which they never do, um, you get a much different picture of Vladimir Putin than they want you to have in the United States. Now, I'm not saying he's a good guy. There's still too many things from Soviet era that, you know, your political opposition disappears and they play different games over there. But the Russian culture is 10 times different. I mean, think about this. If you want to get a, just a, a small sliver of, of Russian culture, the crime of murder bears a sentence typically of seven years murder 
Okay. <laughs> Seven right, years. Right. Uh, well, people get mad and, you know, we can understand that. We're not saying the guy had it coming. Nobody has it coming, but you know, they kind of think differently. They think absolutely differently than we do because those are crimes of passion. Those are crimes of, of, of things like that. It's not mass murders. Those things would be quite a bit different, I'm sure. But then you take the crime of drugs, having drugs, you could go to jail for 25 years for damaging your country, you know, for damaging people in your country that might not be able to defend themselves. That's a totally different animal. And what was the name of the basketball uh, girl that got right, stuck sure. over there? Um, you don't go messing around in other countries. When I go to the border over there and I'm coming in. And I've been doing it for years. You know, you go in there, you better be able to live with the rules that they set and be extremely careful. You know, uh, there are rules and they're not the same rules as ours, but they have a government just like we do. Our government is not our friend. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Our government is extremely powerful and our government will destroy your life at the drop of a hat. If they can do it and shut you up, the same thing happens in other countries. Everybody's going through the same thing. I didn't really answer your question, but Burisma is deeply involved in this, as are the Bidens in Sam's humble opinion. Did you have a follow up? Sam. Hey, Sam. That's yes, me. Yes, ahead. sir. There. Yes, go ahead. Uh, is, is it possible that Zelensky is holding this Burisma Hunter Biden thing over uh, Joe Biden's head and requiring that he continue to send m money and arms to Ukraine so that he doesn't expose Biden for all the corruption that they were involved in? In my opinion, I and this is this is not I am no expert on Zelensky, except I do realize he's a criminal. And uh, there have been many and numerous exposés about how he came into power and who backed him to come into power. How do you take a comedian on late night TV and he turns into the uh, president of Ukraine with backing from the Biden family. I believe there's something involved in there. Do I have any evidence of it? Not really. Uh, but, uh, but I believe it as do the rest of the world. Basically, it just doesn't make sense for that guy in particular to be the guy running the show and they're all getting rich. They're all socking money away somewhere else. He's going to end up, like I said earlier, he's going to end up taking the blame for all of this and it's already starting you know he hasn't he there was something on the news in russia a couple of weeks ago and and i actually watched Zelensky say um and i don't know if they translated him properly because they translated him from ukrainian into russian but he said the west is trying to get him he was trying to uh, uh bolster his position and basically what he said was we're going to uh i am the head of the military uh, the commander-in-chief, if you will, of the Ukrainian army, and there won't be an offensive, a spring offensive, until I get ding, 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 and ding. He, mm. Now he's he's turning the tables, and, and they were like, well, hasn't he become political all of a sudden? Well, I, 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 I look back to some of the other people that we've propped up over the years, the Shah of Iran, mm -hmm. uh, Noriega, uh, yep. Marcos, yep. and... And Look at the countries we've destroyed. You know, I mean, think about it. 
and, and nobody ever talks about it. Nobody ever talks about the people who died, the civilians who died. But we're all too happy to sit around and go, Russians are blowing up daycare centers, you know. Or we're putting people, The Hague, about a month ago, condemned a lady who went in and took a 70, 80 uh, small children from a, an abandoned um, orphanage. And they brought them into Russia. And the Hague said she's stealing kids. Well, those kids were abandoned already. And you got bombing in a city and they took I'm not saying it's right, but they do nothing to people who have, uh, who have, you know, clearly killed civilians or who, or, or military people who have shot Russians in the knee while torturing them, you know, and I'm not saying we haven't done those things. I have no idea. I know I personally haven't, nor would I, you know, you'd have to find a hell of a commander to command me to do something like that and i wouldn't do it but there are videos of it on uh, uh what ukrainians have done now there's similar on the other side it's war it's nasty these people aren't all good people and uh, but you know they're in situations that, that we haven't been in before i'm not trying to justify any of it i, I don't know who's right or who's wrong i'm saying the u.s has zero business over there let's talk a little bit about the russian leadership itself because there is some um, back and forth with putin and some other people who would like to step into his shoes and and run that country that will never happen the 2024 i'm not saying it'll never happen it's not going to happen for the 2024 elections mm -hmm. and uh the the and, and i make an effort to go up i mean you know me you've known me for years and i'm generally pretty friendly and I never condemn your point of view. It's your point of view. Right. I request that you don't condemn mine, but I try not to shove something down your throat. I'm not, I'm not that person. And you can believe what you choose to believe. And in Russia, now this has happened since I lived in Qatar in 2015. I've been all over the place. I've interviewed people in South America. I've interviewed people in Turkey. This last month I was in Turkey and in Russia. And I spoke, I like talking to people. You know, and I went and I tried to ask him about what do they think and what do they think of Putin? Well, there's a famous actor who, who was pretty young and he got killed in a landslide filming a movie. And they have videos of him on TV. His name's Sergei Bodrov. And uh, uh, Sergei said, listen, you and, and this is how Russians think. I'm telling you, they, they say, well, you can uh, you can. Tell me he's right and who's wrong. And I don't have to agree with what the president is. But when it's war. We speak with one voice. They think that way. I mean, you know how many millions they lost on the Western Front against the Germans? I mean, they lost 30 million people. We lost, what, 150,000 or something? I'm not saying war's anything. We got in very late in that war, in, in World War II. The rest of Europe had been fighting for years by the time we got in. We like to say that we ended it. But Stalin brought Hitler to his knees on the Eastern Front, and ours was the final straw that broke his back. And uh, the Russians, they don't give up. And if they're right, they'll fight you forever. And so you could say the same thing about Ukrainians, too, but I don't think they're in the right, and they don't have the money, and their hearts are not in it. If, if their hearts were in it, 15 million of them wouldn't have run to Russia and other countries including the United States, where they're getting paid 4000 a month. England's giving them money, too. All their youth are running here. Well, I guess back in the, uh, the days of World War II, 
The Russians weren't a very well-trained military fighting force. They relied heavily on the people numbers to step up they'll just keep throwing numbers at you they threw numbers i mean you've got what was it the Waffen ss over there that was Mm. uh you know the the they slaughtered millions but russians i mean everyone was affected over there by world war ii they still have uh what is it um I forget the day I was in Russia on one of their May, May days, May 1st, May 8th. I mm-hmm. can't remember. Victory Day for the, the uh, uh, Velikia Tetrasvina, and it's the, the great patriotic war. And it was patriotic. And by the way, Ukraine was on their side. Poland was on their side. You know, they were, they were slaughtered in extremely large numbers. Uh, by, the, by the German forces. Why do you think Patton wanted to continue on into Russia? Why do you think he wanted to go after the Russians uh, I, uh, well, after they the took care of Hitler? The same reason we want to now. We're, think about this. Where's the Anglo-Saxon world? Hmm. Okay, well, they're white. We're white. Where else in the world, except Australia, you know, where where else is the world mainly white? Okay, uh, who's the, the Slavic world is completely different than the Anglo-Saxon world. It's just different. Different history, different thought processes, different everything. And they, but think about this. Russia has been around for a good long time. They have a hell of a history, and they don't lose. <laughs> they may not win, but they don't lose. Um, and it's, uh, I'm not. Well, I, everybody would say, well, then go back to Afghanistan. Why did the Russians just give up and go home? They they say that they left Afghanistan because it, it was it was time and it was it was there. They believe they they had made their point. It's time to come in and make your independence. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the same culture, you know. And we ran into the same thing over exactly. There. And uh, but in Syria, they're still you know they were in Syria. They claim that's a victory. No, I don't know how that is. I'm not an expert on on those type of things. I pay attention to what people say and what people think um not necessarily what governments say and what governments do because they're all corrupt in one way or another and while we while we <clears throat> spend time <clears throat> here in the united states fighting over the environment fighting over the transgender issues we're not paying attention to what's going on in the rest of the world no and that's the hope of our government to keep us distracted and keep exactly. us divided no that's right and the longer that they can keep us divided and and there's no unity it, it only seems as though when there's a major catastrophe somewhere that's when we you know yeah uh, but this but think about turkey this year when when the earthquakes went on over there do you know mm-hmm. what they're saying over there they say that we cause the earthquakes. I don't know if you're aware of this, but they got videos of it. It's crazy. They got videos of these uh, these trails crossing the sky, and some. I, and I went and watched one of these. I was like, "You got to be kidding me! What kind of crackery is this?" And I went and looked, and there's some kind of uh, sonic melting the atmosphere type of thing they're testing these crazy sonic waves in the u.s and it's i wish i had the link my sister's got it and she could tell me what it was and i had to look at it but oh my god they say these things are causing earthquakes planet-wide and the and in turkey they think it's you know i think it's a bit out there myself i'm not i'm not you know i don't think it's but i but i certainly went and looked at it you know and i'm like 
man, I didn't know that was happening. And so, and our government is funding it. And it's a, and I read up on these little rays, but I wish I could remember the name of them. I really wish I could. Cause then people could go and look at it, but look at well, these. If you find out, you've got my number texted to me. Just look you? at something. Uh, cause how I found it was tracing, uh, f- apparently 5g is, is a big issue in this. Yes. And these, uh, these, uh, ionic trails going through the sky they're using the they're melting the ionosphere to test what happens we just want to see what happens and it's a, a, a and, and it's like you got to be kidding me you know and the u.s is funding it and they're funding it out of like oregon or washington's up in the northwest somewhere wow and uh, i didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it because i just heard somebody go uh, quite a few people in turkey and in russia go well the u.s is causing those you know they have the same uh, what do you call it? Theories that we have, you know, mm-hmm. every movie here has a Russian bad guy and over there they're all American bad guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to babble. I'm- no, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that we're up against the clock because this is a great conversation. So I will. Uh, well, I know the professor. I've talked with him about about Russia in the past. And, and uh, uh, you know, he's quizzed me on it a couple of times, too. I love the guy. I think he's a. Uh, Glad you're having him and let him talk. Well, it's a nice one-two punch here this morning, and I hope people take the opportunity to use this as a platform to learn more about what's going on outside of our borders so that you can pay attention essentially to why our government is doing what they're doing, trying to keep us in the dark, confused, and uh, throw out all these issues that do the one thing that they hope it will always do, trigger emotions and keep it and divided. Give, and keep giving money and keep giving money to people that we won't question it. When I see all these people with these with these Ukrainian flags hanging and they can't explain why, except Putin's a bad guy, well, that's just not enough for me. Maybe we go back to the days of question everything with Sam Trap. I remember that show. <laughs> and uh and I've always been that guy. And uh it's it's why not? And well <laughs> I, I I don't take things at face value. I you know like the thing with the ionic trails. I haven't dug into it, and I wish I hadn't mentioned it or I had dug into it a little bit more to give you something. But it's uh it's like that. You're going oh that's quack. Who in the heck would start an earthquake in in Turkey and Syria? Well, <laughs> look what they're doing to Alex Jones right now. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Sam, thanks for hanging out with us for the uh, the last hour. And as I said, I'd like to reach out to you and have you come back in and talk some more about this because it's very interesting. And it's nice to get the perspective of someone who uh, doesn't have a mic in front of them that says NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, HSN, Fox, whoever, whatever. I guess well, remember what HSN I said. would be the home shopping network, so maybe not that one. I very much appreciate you allowing me to come in. I know it was me that reached out to you. Yeah. But I'm glad you did. Something else. Yeah. And uh, but I'm but I'm very glad I came and I'd be happy to come back and talk to you as long as everybody knows that I'm not in remotely a Putin apologist, but I sure as hell am not a Zelensky apologist. You know, I'm it's it's we shouldn't be there. Period. And every Republican up there is waving the flag. Oh, geez, poor Ukraine. Yes, poor Ukraine. I happen to agree, but that's not our fight. And uh, Ukraine can't pay for their own government. They can't pay for they can't pay for anything. And the only reason this is still continuing is because of us. Who are we to pick sides in a in a conflict that has nothing to do with U.S. interests except nuclear weapons in Ukraine pointed where? Russia and China. That's it. 
That's Sam Trapp, folks. It's been a great hour. Thank you, Sam. Thank we'll, you. We'll uh, take our top of the hour break. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, and the true history professor Jim Paisley in after the break, right here on the Daily Show on Key Radio. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, March 28th. A nine-year-old boy was injured in a crash Saturday on Route P. 33-year-old Brandon Snook was driving a 2008 Ford Edge when he was allegedly distracted, and that caused a vehicle to cross the center of the roadway, travel off the left side of the road, and then hit three trees. A nine-year-old boy sustained moderate injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two men drowned Thursday in Wright County after their car went into the water. A vehicle entered into water that was over the roadway at Highway M and Parks Creek. It was swept downstream by the current. Four people in the vehicle were found and rescued without injuries, but two others, 19-year-old Alexander Roman Ranelli and 20-year-old Devin Holt, were both found deceased. Recently, volunteers completed a neighborhood cleanup on Hopkins Circle in Camdenton. Flyers were hand-delivered daily to each home on Hopkins Circle. Volunteers knocked on doors and talked directly with the residents, encouraging them to participate in the cleanup. Volunteers cleaned up everything from old tires to scrap metal, and organizer Bob Robinson called the cleanup an overwhelming success. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. We've got the last spring training game of the year for the Royals today in Arizona. They take on the Rangers. Then they break camp. They'll be back in Kansas City for game one of the regular season on Thursday against the Twins. Cardinals, they're already done with spring training. They broke camp in Florida. They will open the new season Thursday as well at home against the Blue Jays. That is opening day for the Cardinals this Thursday. High school baseball today. We've got uh, some action. 5-0 and Camdenton is at Skyline. 0-1 Osage taking on 1-2 Versailles. 0-4 Eldon against California today. Busy day for high school baseball. College baseball, number 22 ranked Mizzou on the road to play Illinois today. The Tigers are 17-6. and MSU Bears, 500 on the season, 11-11. They are at home against Oral Roberts today. 
today. The Mizzou softball team and the MSU ladies have a couple of days off. Uh, as for college basketball, Final Four is set for Saturday. Florida Atlantic will take on San Diego State in one national semi. UConn and Miami will play in the other. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the Classic Game of the Week. That's every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32, and you get one of the best high school basketball games featuring local teams from uh, over the years on Lake TV. That's tonight, 8.32 on Lake TV, the Classic Game of the Week. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio needs business content, and we make broadcast time affordable. Instead of merely advertising, create an hour or half-hour weekly radio show to inform potential customers about your products and services. Then post the podcast to your social media page to make it work for you. We are non-commercial, so no direct selling is allowed. But use your time to educate and inform. For a small extra cost, you can be an underwriter and have your messaging play all week long. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What, what led to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, March 27th. Lake of the Ozarks is home to multiple rare and historic bridges. One of them, Green's Mill Bridge over the Little Niagara Arm of the Lake. Having any knowledge of why, it, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays.
This is your chance to get involved in community radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Well, we have new people coming into the building all of the time. Jim, if you need to adjust that chair, it's, it's you all right? Okay, you're good? All right. Yeah, I'm good. I noticed that it uh, it, it kind of has its ups and downs. It does, yeah, but it's kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, we have new people coming into the uh, the studio all the time this morning. And for those of you who aren't familiar uh, and you haven't seen them, and I know you have because every once in a while the camera swings over that way, but we have a, a local, well, I say local. He's local this week because he's spending time with Grandma and Grandpa. But he is the artist, the artist that puts together all of my great artwork in the studio. And he also put together a new one for me, which is going to go to add to the collection. This is Alec Paisley. Yes. Yep. Young Alec. We got up this morning, and I told him we were going to do a radio show today. And mm-hmm. he said... He said, with my friend KP, and I said, yeah. He said, can I go? And I said, sure. He's definitely grown since I've seen him. He has. Yeah. He has. He's, good. he's about another three quarters to an inch taller. Yes, he is. And yeah. he's looking good. Yep. And uh, we're getting, uh, we, uh, we we are getting uh, comments from your sister. Yeah. She says, hi, Alec. And then <laughs> your mom says, hey, Alec. So already in just, it took me 40 years to get to where I am <laughs> and it took him mere seconds yes. as soon as he entered into the, yes, the building and into the studio here. And we're glad to have him with us. It's great to be seven, isn't it? Oh man. I know. Oh. <laughs> everything, everything all seized up at once when you I, said that. I've got socks that are seven years old. You know? Jim, how have you been? <laughs> I've been really good, really good. We've been busy, you know, praying for some warm weather, you yeah, know. Really, it would I be mean, nice. Yeah. It's supposed to be spring. Yeah. Somebody told me it was actually spring. I know. Yeah, just hang on a minute. It'll change again. And we've got a great history lesson coming up. We and uh, I was just uh, curious to get your thoughts on the last hour. I, I thought it was great, as usual. He always does a, a great job, and he brings... Uh, a whole different insight, you know, which is which I think is terrific in that, uh, you know, we we get fed everything from one side here and, and to have somebody that's been on the other side and, and knows enough about what's going on in the rest of the world that, uh, yeah, it, it's always great to have somebody that can bring that type of perspective to things, you know, because we do. We have a tendency to just see everything with with uh, real bias because of the news we get. We always talk about it being the greatest country in the world, and it is. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes in saying that, there is a bit of arrogance that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because we feel as though our issues are at the top of the heap, and everything we talk about is so very important. And it would be true to say that in a lot of instances, but the amount of distraction that's created by our government to keep us from focusing on things like what we talked about last hour and what you have talked about countless times on this program as the True History Professor. And that's why I always encourage folks to check out his website, truehistoryprofessor.com, and get the necessary insight on what's really happening aside from what the media is telling us. And certainly they've become more of an arm of the government than uh, we would like for them to be. And uh, they prop up this president, and they prop up this government. And it's certainly a shame when you look at the big picture of how we are led down this path time after time. 
and people buy into it. Let me uh, let me give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about um, on this particular show. And we've moved things around again because of our uh, special uh, salute tomorrow to uh, Vietnam veterans on 29 March. Have we given up on the idea of teaching history and patriotism in our public schools? If so, what will be the consequence? What are countries like China and Russia teaching their kids when it comes to history? If we find ourselves in a major conflict like our parents experienced in World War II, can we count on our youth to step up and defend a country that they have been taught uh, is nothing but an imperialistic, uh, systemically racist, and transphobic nation? Wow. Yeah. Did you did you guys talk before you <laughs> you and funny. Sam Trapp? Yeah, you? exactly, exactly. Yeah. So with that in mind, sir, I think it's time to turn you loose. All right. Well, you know, this is uh, something that that's been at the forefront here for we've been talking about it almost a year, and your guests have as well. When they talk about our education system and what we're teaching our kids, you know, and that's my concern. You know, I have my grandson here today and you you sit there and and you wonder just exactly what are they telling these kids? Um, And one thing that you, you look at, KB, is how poorly, you know, you hear these stats coming out about how poorly our kids are doing in school and mathematics and science and reading and writing. And an even greater concern of mine is what is the content? What what are the what's the message that they're giving to these kids? And so I, I got to thinking about it, and I thought, well, what are they doing in these other countries, in particularly Russia and China? And here's some interesting stats that I came up with. Now, this is this this should set you back in your chair a little bit, folks, because. Think about this. Vladimir Putin's approval rating is 82%. Putin, you know, Joe Biden's, what was it yesterday? 38%. Now, something's terribly wrong here. We're being told Putin is an evil dictator. He's dragging him into a war and, you know, he's a tyrant and all of this, which he probably is. But somehow he's managed to get 82% approval rating. And Biden you know, here we are. He's supposedly doing all these things for us, you know, making it wonderful. And he's on his tour this week with the economy and how wonderful things are. And his is at 38%. Now, Xi Jinping from China, we don't have any clue. There aren't any polls over there. But I'd be willing to bet you that if you ask the Chinese people, you know, what his approval rating is, bottom line is he's putting food on the table and their economy is huge. There'd probably be a lot of them. You know, his approval rating, I'll guarantee, is higher than what Biden's is. So how does this happen? Well, in one word, education. What's happening here is they are promoting their countries while we're tearing ours down. And where they're promoting their countries is with the education of their youth. Now, this is where I struggle a lot because If our kids are sitting there in those classrooms and being told that we're a terrible nation, we're evil, we're, you know, we're imperialistic, that we're racist, we're, uh, you know, uh, setting up different classes of people, you know, and that, uh, you know, people of one class are a victim to the other class. If you're indoctrinating your kids with that, then how can you possibly expect them to come out and say, yes, I'm all in favor of my country and, you know, it's, it's, I'm going to follow it right, wrong, or indifferent? There's the biggest concern. 
because while we're doing that, these other countries are promoting their countries, okay, and saying, yes, here's all the great things that we've done. Now, you know, that's not to say they had it, you know, that they've done not done evil, terrible things, but their kids in their schools don't hear about that. What they hear about are the accomplishments they have, the things that they have done, and the patriots. And we're missing that because what we're happening, what we're doing right now is we're removing that from our curriculum and replacing it with all this other, uh, you know, systemic racism and everything else, you know, and the fact that, you know, we, we, you know, we were an imperialist nation and so on and so forth. So I thought it'd be interesting to kind of explore that today. And that's, that's what we're going to do. I'm in particular, what are Russia and China doing with their kids versus what we're doing with ours? Okay. And like I say, it, it's something, you know, close to my heart because, you know, I've got grandkids, you know, and I, I want to see uh, what's being taught. And, and really, thank God COVID happened because it, it allowed us to see into the classroom of what's, what's actually taking place. If you can put a, a rainbow on it at all, there it is. You know, a little halo is the fact that now all of a sudden parents are looking at what's being taught in the schools. And so it, you can see the, the, the outcry that's taking place. Now, why aren't Americans rallying around the flag? You know, pride, approval, support for their uh, respective flags in China and Russia. uh, It's great. I mean, people there, they're saying, you know, regardless of the problems with our country, we think our country is terrific. Okay. Now, something to think about. Throughout history, governments have influenced, influenced their youth. I mean, from ancient times, the ancient Greeks, they talked about the glory and the power and the greatness of their country and their leaders and so on and so forth. And so they instilled a sense of patriotism in the people, you know, and and without that, you're not going to have a country. Now, a look at how the governments of Russia, China and the U.S. are leveraging what they call political memory. Okay, history, if you will, patriotism. When you look at it, you can see we're setting ourselves up for a real problem, especially in this Cold War that's setting itself up with Russia and China and Iran becoming allied. Uh, You know, they're sitting there promoting their countries, and we're tearing our own country down from within. Make sense? Yes, sir. All right. Absolutely. Now, it's not not an accident. Russia and China are preparing to win the second Cold War. And the goal of Russia's political memory is to give students and and ordinary citizens a simple and consistent narrative of a powerful nation that they can take pride in. That's that's their plan. And what's interesting is there are two huge plans. You know, um, you had uh, when Trump was in there, he was trying to push through. uh, I think it was uh, uh, some sort of Patriot Act type uh, education. He wanted to try and push it through the legislature and make it that you had to teach, you know, some patriotism. And it it never got off the ground. They never let it never never let it happen. Mm-hmm. But in these other countries, in Russia and China, they have actually established formal programs. Their education systems are bound by their laws to teach patriotism in the schools. That's a novel concept, isn't it? You know, and and so I thought it'd be interesting to kind of look at this. Now, Putin, uh, to be certain of unified support in Russia. And to basically bring Russia back to the power that it once was, he launched a new Patriotic History Act in 2022. 
all right? And he said the purpose of it was a deep understanding of our history and to draw correct conclusions from the past, all right? Now, again, in the meantime, our schools focus on systemic racism, gender identity, and preach that we were founded by white imperialist racists, right? So while they're telling their, their kids we're a great nation and here's all the great things we've done, you know, and, and they're including things like Sputnik and their, you know, their, their space age and, and coming to the aid of the allies in World War II to help defeat the Nazis. That's the kind of thing they're teaching in their classes, all right, whereas we're going down this other path. Mm-hmm. So you can see the contradiction. Now, <clears throat> basically... Russia's political memory constantly conditions Russians to fear existential threats. In other words, they're also saying the biggest problem we've got is the threat from the West. So basically, you know, you can call it indoctrination, you can call it whatever you want, but they are instilling a sense of patriotism in those kids and telling them that your threats are over there, not internally, the threat. Is that bunch over there, the ones that are wanting to put missiles all along the, you know, the, the, uh, all along Western Europe pointed at Russia. And so they're, they're teaching the kids, have pride in your, have pride in your country. And here's where your threats are. Okay. Here we say, no, you know, don't stand for the national anthem and your threats are, you know, all of these, uh, uh, you know, white MAGA Republicans or, you know, whatever else you want to pick out as a group, and there you have it. Now, interestingly enough, and I, you know, this is, think about this, KB, um, the most important holiday in Russia is Victory Day. Now, Victory Day, for them, it honors the end of World War II. Okay, because bear in mind, Russia was our ally in World War II, and they lost. Oh, my God, they, they, their losses, you know, six, seven million soldiers. And, and so, huge deal. And they're not just, you know, they don't just gloss over it and, and ignore it like we're doing. In, in our, you know, we're not, well, we don't talk much about World War II anymore or World War I. They're saying, you know, this is a big deal. You know, we helped save the world from Nazis, okay? And so that's a big day for them, Victory Day, all right? In America, most students, I would be willing to bet, have never heard of VE Day or VJ Day, okay? Victory in Europe and Victory in Japan, okay? That's that's just something that's skipped out altogether. And I'll guarantee you, most of them could not tell you the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. So, I, you know, I, I, hats off to you for tomorrow's program where you're going to be honoring the veterans, okay? And, and what a great point here in that, you know, the propaganda that was being preached in the 60s, etc., um, those poor guys that fought in Vietnam, they came home and were, were spat upon and treated like dogs. Well, you can see the influence that you can have, and most of that happened in our colleges, Okay, it wasn't those guys were patriots. They went and fought for their country. And yet here we are, you know, you're seeing it right here, even today, where they're indoctrinating our kids to say, oh, no, if you join the military, you're, you know, you're a warmonger, you're, you know, whatever you want to call it. And so it's to me interesting to have this show today and yours tomorrow that that actually point out that that very. Uh, result of this type of of indoctrination of your of your youth, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, now 
basically, um, you know, you can turn around and say, well, yeah, but look at Russia. Russia has, uh, you know, they had had losses in the Crimean War. Uh, they lost in the Russo-Japanese War in 1904. Vladimir Putin, uh, or, or Vladimir Lenin, uh Bailing out in World War One and, and basically serving up Western Europe to to the uh, Central Powers. Uh, those things they kind of gloss over those. So yeah, it's propaganda. But by the same token, they're talking about all the good things they did. All right. And so again, you know, what do you want to teach your kids? Do you want to teach them that yours is a terrible, evil nation, or do you want to teach them, yeah, we had some faults, but look at all the good things that we've done. All right. And that, there's the key. That's that's the whole whole purpose of this show today. Now, <clears throat> think about it. Russia's pr- approach to this whole patriotism program is very much like what China is doing. China is doing the exact same thing. OK, China, they basically had previously talked about being a victim and, and all the outside influences of the West and stuff. And yet, here they are, they're now teaching a huge program there that creates a what they called a patriotic re-education campaign. And they're talking about the fact that they went from absolutely nothing, from being absolutely devastated by the Japanese in World War II. I mean, that's an overlooked part of history. You really need to look at that, uh, folks out there. Take a look at... Uh, at some of the atrocities were committed by the Japanese in China and during during World War II. And the fact that China was able to rise up after that war and get to where they are today, that's what they're emphasizing. They're saying, yes, you know, we were we were absolutely devastated, but we've pulled ourselves together and moved forward. Now, yeah, they're pro- it's propaganda as well. They're promoting you know, the benefits of being uh, the Chinese Communist Party, etc. But look what they've done with it. And so, again, uh, the point here is is that it's important that we decide what we want to teach our kids, not just, you know, sure, we have faults, but do we want to emphasize the faults? Do we want to spend all of our time emphasizing uh, slavery in our past? Do we want to emphasize, you know, uh, taking all the land from the Indians? Or do we want to emphasize things like, uh, you know, uh, our contribution to uh, both world wars, our contributions to the economics of the entire world, uh, our, our contributions in inventions, things like the light bulb, for God's sakes. Um, you know, what do we want to teach our kids? And that's really what it boils down to. And somehow I think that we've managed the pendulum swings both ways. Mm-hmm. And we've managed to go from swinging the pendulum way to this whole, you know, the whole concept of just patriotic and, and ignoring the other side to now swinging it back completely the other direction and ignoring all the good things that this country has done. Is any of this making sense? Well, I think, you know, that's why we have you in every week in order to discuss history. And there's good parts of it. There's bad parts of it. There's horrible parts of it. But it's all worth repeating so that we don't make these same mistakes. However, it seems as though every time you come in, and we address a topic and we look back in history and how it was dealt with mm-hmm. and the results, people still don't pay attention to it. Right. And, and that's the biggest problem, you know, if we don't continue to 
teach our history, then we're bound to repeat it. And in most cases, we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, and, you know, it makes perfect sense, Jim. Well, and and the thing is, KB, when when you have guys like this here, this guy sitting next to me, bear in mind, this guy could be the next next general in charge of the U.S. military. He could be uh, the next great scientist. He could be, uh, you know, the next president of the United States. A very competent, capable artist. Exactly. But what are what are we teaching them? And that's the problem. Uh, you know, we have a tendency to forget that sooner or later, you and I will fade into the dustbin of history, and these people are the ones that are going to step to the forefront. And it's up to us, as good citizens, to teach them about the good things that our country's done. And that's that's the key here. And to me, it, it's an absolute atrocity what's happening in the schools right now because they're actually turning these kids against their own country. And you have to also take into consideration, and this is a big thing for me, is when World War II broke out, schools were teaching patriotism back then. Your country was everything to you. And when that war broke out, there wasn't any hesitation. They were turning people away they didn't, that, that joined up in the military. They didn't have enough uniforms. They didn't have an, a, a, enough equipment. And people, if they didn't join the military, went to help build the war machine to help us win. My concern is, will we do that now? And the younger generation, the youth at that time, were doing everything they could possibly do to get into the military, even getting in by taking someone else's birth certificate and enlisting well below the the age that they yeah. should be involved in this in the first place. Absolutely. Let's step aside. We will take a break. This has been a great morning, folks. Lots and lots of history. Give the folks a wave. There you go. We've got Professor Jim Paisley, Alec Paisley. I'm KB. You're listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio, and we're back with more right after this. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, March 28th. A nine-year-old boy was injured in a crash Saturday on Route P. 33-year-old Brandon Snook was driving a 2008 Ford Edge when he was allegedly distracted, and that caused a vehicle to cross the center of the roadway, travel off the left side of the road, and then hit three trees. A nine-year-old boy sustained moderate injuries and was transported by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two men drowned Thursday in Wright County after their car went into the water. A vehicle entered into water that was over the roadway at Highway M and Parks Creek. It was swept downstream by the current. Four people in the vehicle were found and rescued without injuries, but two others, 19-year-old Alexander Roman Ranelli and 20-year-old Devin Holt, were both found deceased. Recently, volunteers completed a neighborhood cleanup on Hopkins Circle in Camdenton. Flyers were hand-delivered daily to each home on Hopkins Circle. Volunteers knocked on doors and talked directly with the residents, encouraging them to participate in the cleanup. Volunteers cleaned up everything from old tires to scrap metal, and organizer Bob Robinson called the cleanup an overwhelming success. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. 
serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. We've got the last spring training game of the year for the Royals today in Arizona. They take on the Rangers. Then they break camp. They'll be back in Kansas City for game one of the regular season on Thursday against the Twins. Cardinals, they're already done with spring training. They broke camp in Florida. They will open the new season Thursday as well at home against the Blue Jays. That is opening day for the Cardinals this Thursday. High school baseball today. We've got uh, some action. 5-0 and Camdenton is at Skyline. 0-1 Osage taking on 1-2 Versailles. 0-4 Eldon against California today. Busy day for high school baseball. College baseball, number 22-ranked Mizzou on the road to play Illinois today. The Tigers are 17-6. MSU Bears, 500 on the season, 11-11. They are at home against Oral Roberts today. The Mizzou softball team and the MSU ladies have a couple of days off. Uh, as for college basketball, Final Four is set for Saturday. Florida Atlantic will take on San Diego State in one national semi. UConn and Miami will play in the other. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the Classic Game of the Week. That's every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32, and you get one of the best high school basketball games featuring local teams from uh, over the years on Lake TV. That's tonight, 832 on Lake TV, the classic game of the week. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. This is Bill Munhausen with another Key Opinion. In this case, it's our first ever guest opinion by Jim Brodigan, who submitted this for our Ozarks Voices program. Jim did such a nice job, I wanted him to exemplify what I'd like to hear from listeners. He recorded directly to his phone. A perfectionist might say he could use a pop filter to make a better recording, but it's very listenable. Just as importantly, he expresses good ideas. My mom came to America through Ellis Island, and things turned out just fine. Here's Jim. This country needs a new Ellis Island. Let's put it on the southern border in Texas. All immigrants seeking to work in America could come through there, be processed, and sent out with permission to work and pay taxes all within a few hours. Did you know that the original Ellis Island immigrants were not given citizenship when they passed through Ellis Island? They were only given permission to work and sent off into the country in order to do so. Today's immigrants could be checked for criminal records, health problems, and ability to earn a living and then be sent on their way with the possibility of U.S. citizenship at a later date. Haven't we all been aware of the lack of workers in stores, restaurants, and the trades? Business owners decry the lack of help, saying, no one wants to work anymore. Well, immigrants want to work, and they have the ability to develop skills needed to be productive citizens. Immigrant workers should be a win-win and a win, not only for the employer and the worker, but for the consumer, who needs the goods and services that immigrants can provide. Sure, there will be those that try to game the system. 
a new Ellis Island immigration scheme would need to include concerns for abuse of welfare programs such as unemployment insurance, disability, and health care. We have plenty of U.S.-born citizens abusing the system already. We don't need more. Funneling immigrants through one legal porter on the border would free up our Border Patrol to go after the criminal element that smuggled dangerous goods such as fentanyl across the border. If they are crossing the border without passing through the new Ellis Island, they are probably up to no good and are obvious targets for enforcement by the Border Patrol. Employers need the workers. Consumers need the goods and services. The Border Patrol needs the opportunity to focus on serious criminals. And America needs a new Ellis Island. There is a saying that there is no free lunch, meaning there is a cost to everything, even when it appears to be free. Your free account on social media costs you invisible connections to companies trying to sell you stuff. So it is, even with key radio, because there are costs to bring you local programming, and we need your help to pay the bills. If you love our purpose, please donate. If you need to use advertising dollars, Key Radio can give you a promotional benefit of sponsorship underwriting. Key Radio features programs in every area of life, politics, business, family, entertainment, education, faith, and media. In Christian circles, we refer to this as the Seven Mountains. We don't relegate any of these subjects to once a week, and we seek content rooted in truth more than opinion. If you have a message to get across, contact Bill M. at OrionCenter.org to talk about how Key Radio can help. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. It is 9.39. We are glad to have you with us this morning. It has been quite the uh, experience to get all of this history and all of this uh, information. And now I hope that those of you listening will do something with it and uh, do more than just uh, take the opportunity to say, well, this is right or this is wrong. And uh, I hope that... uh, I hope that folks will do their due diligence and and look into this seriously because as we as we explore this um, even deeper, folks, I have to say that we don't understand and realize the ramifications of what's going on because our media only wants us to buy into one one thought process. And if you don't weigh both sides of any story, any argument then you're not going to truly come away with all of the information you need. So there are these people out there that want to bring these things to light, Professor Paisley being one of them. And again, I uh, implore you to check out his website, truehistoryprofessor.com, because as you read these various lessons that he puts up for us, or if you listen to some of the audio, you are certainly going to find things, uh, quite a number of holes in the way that we are doing things in this day and age and how so much of it could easily be remedied. But our government chooses not to do that. We don't tell the truth. And while you have people that are hell-bent on, as Professor Paisley likes to say, pulling the pin and rolling the grenade across the table, that is certainly the way that that a lot of this is going. And do your research, folks, and a good case in point is what we've got coming up a week from today. We've got lots of local elections, mm-hmm. and um, we're, we're actually going to have 
a gentleman gentleman who's running for uh, alderman on on Thursday, Justin Hoffman, and we'll talk with him in the uh, nine o'clock hour. But the point is, folks, is is don't just believe. Don't let other people do the work and the research for you. Take the opportunity to do it yourself. And if you don't know, you can seek out people like Professor Paisley. I know he loves to talk to groups and organizations in addition Mm -hmm. to doing this show, and he would be more than happy to come and share some of his information with your group or your organization. And again, Mm -hmm. go to truehistoryprofessor.com. You can contact him directly. You bet. And uh, let's continue on with our discussion again. What other countries are teaching their children as opposed to what we're teaching our children and how that is going to definitely affect the future. If indeed, in the next 15 to 20 years, we have uh, the kind of future that we're hoping for. KB, you know, you and I think so much on the same lines, because I was sitting here on the break thinking to myself, we need to mention something about the elections coming up, because people say, you know, well, that's all fine and good. You know, you're sitting there talking about these problems, but what can I do? I'm sitting here and you know, in Camden County, Missouri, drinking a cup of coffee, looking out the window. And and what you can do is do your research and vote in those school board elections. That's where it starts, folks. I mean, think about it. You know, you have the power. You know, that's a beautiful thing about this country. And we do need to take it from the ground up, not from the top down. We don't need to sit here and have the federal government tell us what the kids need to be taught you have the opportunity to elect some people that can make a difference in our schools locally and that's what matters that's what really matters so do your diligence and and pay attention you know and and again if you go to my my truehistoryprofessor.com website all the notes for my shows are on there Mm -hmm. so you can pull them up you can go back and look at all of them so you know and believe me i'm no expert but at least i'm trying to my whole purpose of doing these shows is simply to get the information out there get people paying attention so back to our issue at hand I want you to think about this. Vladimir Putin, he is all for this patriotic education I was talking about. And under his first term as president, in 2001, he published a five-year plan for teaching patriotism in Russia. And basically, Putin remarked that love of country is the essential element in Russian unification. Love of country. Now, I I just simply have to ask, are we teaching love of country right now in our schools, right? So maybe we should look at that initiative. And here's the key, KB, and this is what I always found fascinating about history. He launched this in 2001. We're in 2023. So the kids that were in the grade schools in 2001 are now the movers and shakers in Russia, mm-hmm. okay? They're the ones that are in there, you know, 25 to 35. Those are the people that are their military leaders, their scientists, their, you know, uh, scholars. They're all that group. And guess what they were taught in 2001? Love of country. So when we come up against a country like that, of course, their youth that are now the the movers and shakers were taught, indoctrinated, whatever you want to call it, that their country comes first. And that's the big mistake we're making, I think, right now. 
Well, I hate to use this as an example, but look what Hitler did with the youth absolutely. during World War II. Oh, absolutely, and and you know, and and you're absolutely right. That's the, it, it is good that you brought it up because look what he taught. You know about the Aryan race and you know superiority and the whole. Nine and I'm not yards. saying what he was teaching was right. Right. But it's how he went about getting the kids to buy into what was going but on in that country. The key is the influence that you have. If you want to change the course of your country, that's how you do it, and it's worked in the past. We didn't learn a damn thing from it. But obviously, whoever's in charge of our education system now knows that there's not a chance in hell that you're going to come to Camden, Missouri and get everybody on board with all of this, you know, the programs they have now. You know, the class struggle and the systemic racism, the whole nine yards. It's not going to happen. It, it just isn't going to happen. But if you go to the schools and start teaching the kids in from kindergarten through 12, it'll take time, but you can make it happen. You bring up an interesting point, and it made me think of something that's going on on a huge level here, mm-hmm. how the education system is trying to drive a wedge in between parents and their children. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that works in other countries. I wonder if the parents aren't encouraged to get behind what the teachers are teaching in these countries so that you get it not only at school, but then it's reiterated again at home mm-hmm. because the parents buy into it. So why not the youth as well? And the reason I bring that up is because here in Camden County, Missouri, mm-hmm. I know we have a lot of parents that closely watch what goes on in the schools. Mm-hmm. And the school board election, as we mentioned, is going to be huge in a lot of different schools, school districts. So it might even be interesting at some point to be able to use that as a measuring stick as to, you know, what these countries are teaching their kids as far as patriotism and country comes first. And there are a lot of parents here in this day and age that would still like that to be top of mind. But we've, you know, worked down the list on our list of priorities. Certainly, let's take a look at how Chinese parents and Russian parents are, I don't know if they're asked or told to... You know, what What the kids are learning at school, we want that in the daily vocabulary, you know, when you're out doing whatever it is you're doing right. as a family. Well, it, it, gosh, KB, that's such keen insight there because think about it. Here's what happened there. Like I say, the kids that are, are 25 to 35 were all part of this program to teach patriotism and love of country, okay? So those people that are 25 to 35 are the ones that have the seven and eight-year-olds now. Mm-hmm. So what's being taught in the schools, they're in line with. They think it's great. You know, they're teaching love of country and patriotism. What happened here is when we shifted to public schools in the United States, uh, basically when we started really t- seeing it kick off in the 1950s, etc., is all of a sudden we went through those phases where, you know, well, we shifted. We went from from patriotism, you know, which, you know, my generation, you know, people in their 70s on up, you talk to them, very rare you're going to find anybody that, that doesn't have a love of country and patriotism, etc. But where's the problem we're having right now? The problem we're having right now is with those 25 to 35-year-olds, and guess what they were taught in the schools? 
you see so in essence well, you know the reason why it's it's continuing to grow right now is because our 25 to 35 year olds were indoctrinated that oh yeah we are a terrible country we were racist and we're you know class struggle and capitalism is bad and so now the, a lot of them don't have a problem one teaching the kids the very same thing that they were taught and so it, therein lies the problem as you uh, generate, generationally mm-hmm. carry this forward. And, and, and again, this ties in exactly what you're going to run into tomorrow when you start talking to these Vietnam vets. It, it was in the schools in the, in the 60s, in the colleges, the 60s and 70s, they were indoctrinating those kids in those schools that we were in a terrible war and we're imperialists and, you know, we're, we're killing off the, you know, anybody with slanting eyes and on and so forth and that, that all of our military were baby killers. So you can see uh, how, how it works. It, it, you, get, you get what you create. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's why I say it's so important right now. If we want to turn this, turn the tide on this thing, you're you're wasting your time with those that have already been indoctrinated with that mindset. You're going to have to go back and create yourself another generation of people who do love their country. Does that make any sense at all? It does. And then there's the other aspect of the United States being so welcoming to people from other countries. Yes. And for years, we've always considered ourselves to be, well, they talk about New York City as the melting pot, right? Mm -hmm. And you go into New York City, and you see a little bit of everything from all around the world. Mm -hmm. However, we were asking people to come to this country, or when they came to this country, that's fine, that's great, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Remember your history, remember your heritage, but understand and and realize that you're in the United States now. Mm -hmm. And there was a need for people who came here as immigrants to assimilate and to understand the importance of where you are. We're not asking you to forget about where you're from, but we want you to understand that where you are now, Mm -hmm. we would like you to be able to understand and realize the history that exists in this country yes and i think a large part of what we're seeing and and, and you know people would say well wow that's so racist mm-hmm. in this day and age mm-hmm. not really no because look at how other countries handle people and 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 essentially i'll go back to what was said last hour about entering for example russia mm-hmm. and how you better have all your ducks in a row sure because they have laws they have rules right. they have regulations and they stick to those things like glue right and so all along our southern border while we have a problem with people coming into this country illegally uh and really we're concerned as to why they're not ebbing the flow and uh, turning the tide it's because we want people to come in illegally so they don't have to go through the process of learning and taking the, the citizenship and learning about this country. Sure, come on in, do what you want well, to do. What a great point, too. Think about this, because I hadn't really thought about the immigration part of it. We bring all these people in here, and what are they pushing for right now for the people that are coming in? We're giving them food, and we're giving them housing and everything, and we're giving them education mm-hmm. right it, it, to the point of we're taking their kids and putting them into our schools all right and you know god california you know spanish is a second language you know and so you know we're even forcing the teachers to teach lessons in spanish and, and but they're teaching the lessons with what the current indoctrination is mm-hmm. uh, you know that we're an imperialist racist nation then we want to go the extra step of taking the adults 
and they're wanting to provide them a free college education. Now, if we're taking an immigrant who's come here to gain freedom and 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 you know live the American dream, and they put them in that college, and the college is teaching them, no, this is a terrible place where we're you know you're already you know three strikes behind, and you're never going to advance or get anywhere because these white imperialist racists run the whole country. Mm-hmm. What are we What are we doing? Does that make any sense at all? I mean, if anything, and and back then, uh, you know, when at the turn of the century, the 20th century, when immigrants came here, we had classes they had to take, citizenship classes, where we taught them about, you know, the, the American Revolution and and all of the great things that our country had done and and standing for freedom and the bill of rights and so on and so forth we're not teaching them that when they come in here now what we're teaching them is just the opposite we're teaching them that this is a this is a you know a country dominated by evil uh whatever white supremacy yes and so again you can see just how stupid this whole whole system we've fallen into has become and we're that's the concern i have you know we're we're behind now the only way we can turn it is look to our youth and try and turn it in the future make sense well i think that um, a large part of what we're trying to do in gaining local control of our schools mm-hmm. and i go back to something that we've discussed with senator jill carter sp85 which would essentially return local control to the schools. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do. And that's where we as individuals can make our stand. And that's where we as individuals on the local level can make sure that our children are getting the type of education that we feel is necessary in order for them to be able to have the skills and have the information necessary. But We've turned away from it completely. And what's the government's response is to identify those parents who are speaking up as terrorists. Domestic terrorists. See, and so... October 4th, 2021 will be a day I remember for a a long, long time, just like January 6th, 2021. But that was the day that uh, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland issued the press release of, you know, parents should go to school board meetings and, and be quiet. Right. And if you have any rebel rousers in the crowd, well, guess what? We, we we might need to bring the FBI in to do some checks, or they might be asked to leave, or they might be arrested, or what have you. And with what we're learning here today, you can see why the government is so adamant about keeping you parents out of those those meetings and speaking up against what's being taught to your kids. You know, it, 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 if if we got just a second, sure, more, okay, absolutely. I wanted I wanted to touch on one thing. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party, they have something called the Patriotic Education Campaign, very similar to what Putin's done. And again, the whole idea behind it is to promote the glory and the honor of China, okay, and, and love of country. Now, basically, they set this whole machine in motion, and the, the content of which has become institutionalized in China. And basically, the party has conducted major revisions in its school's history textbooks since 1991. Now, does that sound familiar? Changing the curriculum, changing the textbooks, all right? In the new textbooks, a patriotic narrative replaced the old class struggle narrative. In other words, before, China was all these different provinces, and they talked about the class struggle and everything else, which ties in with communism. Mm -hmm. But instead, they revamped the whole, whole curriculum, 
changed all the textbooks, and now it's all about pulling the whole country together, the glory and the honor of China, and the love of your country, okay? We in America have done just the opposite. We went from being all about being patriotic and love of country to racism and class struggle. So it, 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 that, to me, just jumped off the page when I was doing the research. Right. We, what they have done, they saw the folly in teaching class struggle and racism in China and said, no, we need to get everybody unified and everybody pulling together and love of country. And we did just the opposite. We went from everybody unified and love of country to the class struggle, the very thing that they bailed out on. I think a teacher would probably get fired in this day and age for allowing kids to walk around like the, you see them in China and probably in Russia as well, you know, all dressed up, carrying little flags, Chinese flags, Russian flags. And we used to do that quite a bit in this country, singing patriotic songs, and we don't mm-hmm. do that anymore. Do we have time for a quick phone call? Sure, absolutely. Caller got about 60 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, Jim, good program. Thanks. Um, yeah, and, you know, you talk about class struggle. That is a direct offshoot of Karl Marx. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've already talked about that or not. No. But yeah. w- w- with regard to the FBI being involved in uh, education and, and getting involved in, uh, you know, monitoring parents, the real bad part or sad part is why is our lawmakers, why are they not doing something about that? You know, they created the FBI. The FBI isn't created by the Constitution, by the federal Constitution. They're created by lawmakers. So if they can create them, they can do something with them, but they don't seem to be able to do that. Is that because the FBI has the dirt on all of them, or or what's going on? It is, you know, again, I think, you know, you have to follow the money. Um, You know, money, power, and influence, I think one of the big problems we have, and this is a great point, Matt, is that, that you can change presidents. But I think things have been corrupted so far down the line that even when you change a president, you can't change the corruption that was there before. And so uh, I think our system is broken. Our federal program on, in all, all points, in every division, to me, is broken right now. It's all about getting reelected and staying in office as opposed to what, what is best for the nation. That's just my opinion. What is best for the people, and that's why we vote. That's why we send these people to Washington, D.C., or Jefferson City, or even locally, because we as the people want some form of representation, and we're not getting it. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about doing the people's business. It's about telling people what is their business and mm-hmm. now legislating to them rather than for them. And, and that's a great point. And Matt's point is, is well taken in that those people are supposed to work for us, not the other way around. And that's that's the big problem that we have now. As soon as they get there, you, you put them there with a good intention, and they come back and say, yeah, but I want to get reelected. Great show. Thank you. So Thank much. you, Jim. Alec, great job, buddy. Most patient seven-year-old I think